Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to see is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. This is the city. Two million taxpayers. They pay firemen to protect them from fire. They pay doctors to protect them from disease. Judges to protect their rights. They pay me to protect them from themselves. I'm a cop. Thursday, September 6th, I was working the day watch out of Homicide Division. The boss is Captain Lorman. My name's Friday. I checked out of the office and gone home. I received an urgent phone call to report to the San Fernando building, main entrance. I got there as fast as I could. It was an emergency. I saw the crowd gathering in the street on the way back from dinner. They looked up and saw the guy on the ledge, and they came right up. Well, how long's the guy been standing out there? About 15 minutes now. Sure, drawing a great crowd. A lot of people down there, aren't there? Uh, the office right here. How's the stand now, Beck? Well, he's still out there, ready to jump. We got about 22 minutes to figure out how to stop him. Pretty big out on it. I'll let the doctor tell you. Go ahead. Nurse, where did Dr. Turner go? We went down to meet Dr. Rice and came in right up. This is Captain Lorman, homicide. Miss Lenahan. How are you? How do Sergeant you do? Friday, Officer Lockwood. Here's how he climbed outside. This window right here. Right now he's standing on that ledge out there. The ledge is about 14 inches wide. No other windows closer to him? Yeah. The one in the adjoining office there, but it's jammed. Didn't want to break the glass. Afraid it might scare him off. You try to talk him out of it, get him back inside? Yeah, we had a turn at it. Wiseman crawled out on the ledge, so did I. It's one of the queerest jumpers I've come across. How do you mean? He got a hammer with him, a carpenter's hammer. Whenever you get close to him, he takes a cut at you. Wiseman wasn't looking for it, had to duck fast, he almost went over. No other way to reach him? Well, double-check the whole layout, this window's the closest. How about lowering a man from the roof? No, a wide piece of cornice up there, big overhang. Put a man down the rope, he'd be hanging three feet from the side of the building. Wouldn't come close to the guy. What about this doctor you mentioned back? Figure he can help? That might be worth a try. Miss Lenahan? Yes, Sergeant? You saw it happen, you know better than I do what Dr. Turner's idea is. Would you fill these men in, please make it brief? Surely. Well, this man on the ledge, who is he, do you know? Walter Harrison's his name, he's one of the doctor's patients. His sister brought him in for a routine checkup. How old is the man? 41. His sister told us he'd been complaining of a backache lately. While the doctor was examining him, Mr. Harrison flared up all of a sudden. He yelled out we were trying to cripple him, that we wanted to kill him. Excuse me, please. Dr. Turner's office. Yes. Well, we're still here. We have an awful lot of trouble. Yes, all right, thank you. Never seen such a madhouse. What happened after Harrison started to act up, Miss Lenahan? 
The doctor turned and I tried to hold him. He shoved us both out of the way. He hit the doctor in the face. Then he ran out to that window and got on that ledge, crawled along the side of the building. He's been there ever since. Is Harrison's a mental case? Yes, has been for 10 years. He's been in and out of the state hospital a couple of times. His sister Ruth's been taking care of him since the accident. Accident? Yes, his wife and daughter were killed in an auto smash. His sister can tell you more about it. Where is she now? Next door, the treatment room. Thelma, that's the other nurse. She's looking after Miss Harrison. She's pretty close to hysterics. Try to talk to her, Skipper. Not much help so far. Uh -huh. You say the doctor's been treating this Mr. Harrison nurse? No, he just came in for a physical checkup. Dr. Reich's been handling his mental condition. That's where Dr. Turner is now getting right. He has an office in the next building. What time you got, Bill? Getting short. 19 minutes to 10. How about the time element, Beck? If he's going to kill himself, why is he waiting until 10 o'clock to do it? Got me. He scribbled a note out there, threw it down the street. One of the men in the rescue squad grabbed it and brought it up. I got it right here. Let's see, Joe. They want my life. They want me... What's this next one? I can't make it out. Dead. They want me dead. Yeah. I'd like to pray first. I'll jump at 10 o'clock. I can't make this last thing out, Bill. What's that? Uh, let's see. Uh, 10 o'clock. Don't... Touch my body. Yeah, that's it. Don't touch my body. You saw the man at close range back. What do you think? Is he serious? I don't know. I'm not even going to guess. How about me going out there and talking to him, Skipper? Might work. Won't do any harm. Ledge is 14 inches wide. If you slip, I don't want to explain to your wife and kid. How about me giving it a try? A jumper case last October. I was on that one. Volunteer to me, Joe. I'm not going to argue. You know the risk. I'll watch it. Bill, you want to stand by at the window here? Yeah, okay. Be careful. Right. Joe. Yeah. Don't forget about that hammer the guy's got. It's just a guess. Yeah, what's that? The guy might want to die. I don't think he wants to do it alone. 9.43 p.m. If we could take Walter Harrison's word for it, we had exactly 17 minutes to talk him into a change of mind before he plunged to his death on the pavement nine stories below. I crawled out of the window and started inching my way along the narrow ledge. Back of animals, don't touch 
touch me, I'll jump right through you, won't even touch me! toward him. He still didn't seem to notice me. He turned his body a little. I got a look at his left hand. In it, he held a carpenter's hammer. He kept tapping the side of the building with it. I got to within five feet of him. I'm gonna kill you. That's all right with me, Walter. Why do you want to kill yourself? You're only gonna hurt people. You don't care about people. You don't care about me. Well, then what am I doing out here? You got it wrong, Walter. A lot of people care about you. They want you back inside. They want you where it's safe. You're another one of those. You want to get your hands on me. You want to grab me. Well, you're not. I'm gonna kill you. That's all right, Walter. You can kill me. I want to help you first. Stay back there. Don't move anymore. Got this hammer. I'll smash your face with it. I'll smash it. I only want to talk to you, Walter. I know we can straighten this out now. I'll do it my way. Understand my way. I know you are. You've been after me before. I know what it's all about. I know you do, Walter, but you got it wrong. Now, look, you're gonna jump off this building at 10 o'clock. That's in 15 minutes. That's right. You bet I am. All right, now. Let me talk to you for five of those minutes, huh? Can't do any harm. I'm not gonna hurt you. How about it, okay? Or should I talk to you? Because I care about you. I care about what happens to you. So does your sister. So do a lot of people. When well, you're like a lot of people, you want to get your hands on me. Get those animals down there, a the whole dirty pack of them. You want to grab on them, get around close, put their hands on me. Well, they're not going to do it. Of course they're not. Nobody's going to hurt you. You know that, don't you? Bet your life they're not. See that dirty pack down there? They don't know it, but I'm going to jump right through them. I'm going to jump right through all of them. They can touch me. And do it right now. Now, wait a minute, Walter. Don't forget your promise. What are you talking about? What promise? 10 o'clock. You wrote it down yourself. You said you wouldn't jump until it was 10 o'clock, didn't you? Well, that was no promise. I just wrote it down. That's all. 10 o'clock. Well, your sister believed it. We gave her the note. She says you promised. You going to make a liar out of yourself now? You're the liar. Ruth didn't say that. She didn't say it was a promise. You don't have to take my word. Come on, Walter. Let's go in and ask her. How about it? See Ruth? Inside? Yeah, sure. Let's ask her. Now, come on, Walter. Take my hand, huh? All right. I'll take your hand. Watch your step. Look out. Get back there. Get back. Next time I won't miss. I'll smash your whole arm. And you're pretty smart, don't you, trying to trick me? told you before, I know who you are, trying to get your hands on me. You promised your sister, Walter, 10 o'clock. You still gonna break that promise? Like you and that pack down there, I don't break promises. Everybody knows that, Walter. They trust you. Now, how about talking this thing out, huh? What time is it? It's 9.46. 14 minutes to go, Walter. You're lying. How do I know that's the time? Well, here. You look at my watch right here, see? Take a look at it. Stand back. I told you before, stay away from me. I just wanted to show you the time, that's all. Got my own watch. Keep track of the time, all right. I don't need you. Okay. You don't mind if I talk to you while you wait, do you? There's that plane again. What's it doing up there? Just an airliner, probably on its way into Burbank. That fool of me. That plane's been by before. It's flying low, too. Well, I guess I didn't notice it. What difference does it make anyway, huh, Walter? Well, they're probably watching, flying back and forth. Maybe the police. They're trying to do something. Yeah. Put their hands on me. Yeah, sure, Walter. Could be their plane. It's a big one. Sure, they're trying to do something. 
coming right by here, flying low. Same one, look, right there on the wing. What's that, Homer? Number, right there on the wing. Same one, passed over a few minutes ago. I'm gonna kill you. Thought you tricked me, didn't know I had my pocket knife. I can kill you with it now. I can kill you right now. I told you before, Walter, that's all right. But look out, watch your step there, will you? Put your hand there, see? Could have killed you. Look at your hand. Sorry, Walter, it's not your fault. I just wanted to talk the whole thing over to tell you how your sister feels about it. You're a liar. I knew it when I looked at you. Now get away, get away before I kill you. There's only one thing I can tell you, Walter. Your sister Ruth's sitting inside. She's worried sick. She's waiting for you. She wants to take you home. Now how about it? There's no reason for all this. You know that, don't you? Do I? Sure you do. Your sister and your family, they care about you. They want you home again. They want you with them. There's no reason to be standing out here now, is there? Wait till 10 o'clock, mister. Yeah? I'll give you a reason. 9.48 p.m., 12 minutes left. I made my way along the ledge through the window back into the office. Dr. Reich, the man who'd been treating Walter Harrison for his mental sickness, was already there with Dr. Turner. While the nurse bandaged my hand, Captain Lorman, Bill, and I talked with him. I've been treating Harrison for 10 years on and off, I guess. He's shown some improvement, not much. Definite paranoid tendencies. Did he ever do this before, Dr. Reich? Not to my knowledge. His sister can tell you more. I don't know what to advise you to do. He's never been this violent before, using a hammer, a knife. There's one thing I got to know, Doctor. Is it worth letting another one of my men go out on that ledge? I'm afraid that's your decision, Captain. It may help, it may not. I know the patient, but I can't read his mind. I was just thinking, Doctor, we could bring Harrison's sister to the window, let her talk to him. You think that might help? Very possibly it might. In a spot like this, I'm in the same boat you are. It's all guesswork. Do you think Harrison's really going to be ready to jump at 10 o'clock? From what you tell me, yes, I think he will. Sure got to come up with something. We can't just turn around and let a guy dive down nine stories. I wish I knew the answer. There's got to be one someplace. There's got to be an answer. Yeah, we'll check your watch. We've got 10 minutes to find it. duty of the peace officer to protect the lives of the citizens of the community in which he serves. That isn't always limited to protecting the citizens from criminals and lawbreakers. Oftentimes, the citizen has to be protected from himself. The drunken driver can do as much harm to his own person as he can to others. The same for the narcotic addict. The same for mental incompetence like Walter Harrison. If he was being assaulted, robbed, or shot at by a gunman, it would have been no more serious. Harrison's life was in jeopardy. Trying to save him had to be the first consideration, even if it meant death for one of the officers. 9.50 p.m., Gene Bechtel inched his way out on the ledge of the ninth story and kept Walter Harrison busy talking, anything to keep his mind off the jump. Skipper? Kellogg, just checked with the rescue squad down on the street. They're worried about trying a net. Yeah. They're not guaranteeing anything. What do you mean? Well, they're afraid of those ledges jutting out from the building every other floor. They say if Harrison jumps close enough, he's bound to hit one of them. Yeah. If he does, he'll be dead before he reaches street level. That down there won't do him any good. Nothing we can do about it. Something else we've got to hand over to luck. They come up with any ideas? Well, just one sounds like it might work. What's that? They figured like we did. The overhang on the roof is too wide to lower a man directly down on top of Harrison to grab him. Yeah. They think it might work if they get a man in a rope sling, put him out through the window just above Harrison, lower him down as close as possible without tipping it, give him a good line, let him try to rope Harrison. I don't know. They got any candidates to try it? Yeah, one. The guy's been on the rescue squad for years. Supposed to be an expert with a lasso. I do it, I don't know. What happens if he misses Harrison? Who knows? What happens if Harrison jumps? Captain Lorman. Yes, how's Harrison's sister? Feeling better. She'd like to see you right away. Thanks. Where are the men from rescue squad now? Standing by. I got their equipment with them. Tell them to hang on. I got an idea. Right, Skipper. Right. right. This 
Harrison, I'm Captain Lorman, the sergeant partner. How do you he's do? He's still all right, isn't he? They're not lying to me, he hasn't jumped No, yet. no, he's all right. I've tried to do everything I could for him, officer. Nursed him ten years. I thought he was getting better. I've, I've nursed him ever since the accident. Yes, ma'am. When his wife was killed, and baby too. Auto accident. He couldn't get over it. Just never could. He kept thinking about it. Said it was all planned. People were after him. They wanted him dead, too. It was just terrible. I tried to help. We haven't got much time, ma'am. Now, can you tell me this? Does your brother still have any strong attachments? I mean, for his family, friends, certain things he might like? Well, I, I'm the only one who's been close to Walter. No other relatives. I, I know he trusts me. Nothing else he's attached to? A hobby of some kind? Maybe a household pet? We've got a fox terrier, Chipper. Walter's very fond of Chipper. All right, miss, I'll lay it out for you. It's got to go fast. We're lucky we're going to have one more chance to grab your brother before he jumps. We'll need all the help you can give us. Anything, officer. We've got some men upstairs, and they're going to make another try to grab your brother off of that ledge. It'll be our last chance. You'll have to hold his attention while we try it. What do you want me to do? An officer will take you in the elevator down to the street. There's a PA system down there, and I want you to talk to your brother. He'll be able to hear you. Sympathize with him. Talk to him about anything. Home, family, friends, anything that appeals to him. But keep talking. Keep his mind off jumping. All right? Yes, I... I think I understand. What time you got, Joe? Five minutes to ten. Skipper, Joe, can I see you? Excuse us, Miss Harrison. I just got off that ledge in a hurry. He came at me with that knife. You any closer to the window? No, backed off again. Something else. That watch of his? Yeah. He seems to be going by it. It's five minutes fast, according to mine. Yeah. He thinks it's 10 o'clock. 9.55 p.m. Metropolitan Division rushed a power megaphone to the scene. Gene Bechtel took Walter Harrison's sister, Ruth, down in the elevator to the street. While Bechtel held a bullhorn, Ruth Harrison started talking to her brother. Word was passed to the special detail of men from the fire department's rescue squad standing by on the floor above. They went to work. Captain Lorman went upstairs to help in the operation. Bill and I waited in the office on the ninth floor. The nurse, Miss Lenahan, was with us. 9.57 p.m. The firemen started to lower the man from the rescue squad in a rope sling. He held a double-strength lasso in his hands. I looked from the window along the narrow ledge. Walter Harrison stood erect and motionless, an open pocket knife in one hand, his feet poised on the brink of a nine-story jump. The voice of Harrison's sister drifted up from the loudspeaker down in the street. Walter, this is Ruth, Walter. Can you hear me? This is Ruth. I want you to come home with me, Walter, please. You've got to understand there's nothing wrong. No one's going to hurt you. We want to help you.
sister's doing all right. She's got his attention anyway. It'll finish it sure if he looks up. Hope he keeps on. Looks like it might rain, though. Was that overcast? No, it just smog, Joe. I hope you're right. Rain will make this ledge as slippery as glass. Oh, that's smog. How's Harrison reacting? Can you see? Yeah. He's looking down, not moving at all. Keep your fingers crossed. Missed him, Joe. Waller, wait a minute. Harrison. Get away from me. Pull that man up. Pull him out of the way. That does it a clean miss. See how he's still on that ledge. I'm going out. Joe, wait a minute. Yeah. It's only a chance. Yeah. Why don't you try to get him mad at you? Say anything. Insult him. All right, I'll try. Anything to make him go for you. If you can get him down by this window, I can grab him. If I get him by the window, I'll hold on to him. And when you grab him, lean as close to the building as you can. Yeah, there's not much to lean on the other way, is there? through the window and out onto the ledge. Harrison still had his eyes fixed on the pavement nine stories beneath us. He waved his arms and shouted to the crowd below. In his left hand, he still held that open pocket knife. It started to rain. You're not gonna get your hands on me? Not even gonna get close! Wait a minute, Harrison, watch it. You watch me, mister. I'm gonna jump right through him down there. Just watch me. Wait a minute, I got a message for you from your sister, Ruth. Don't you wanna hear it? You won't get your hands on me, none of you. I'll see you later, mister. You won't jump, Harrison. You haven't got the guts. What? You heard me. You're not kidding anybody. You don't think I can, huh? Just watch me. Sure, anybody can jump. Any phony can do that. Huh? That doesn't take anything. Those people down on the street there, any one of them could do that. You're just like them. I still got this knife. I used it before. I can kill you. You couldn't kill anything. You haven't got the guts. You're a phony. You liar, you rotten liar. I cut you to pieces. You talk big, Harrison. You're all talk. I can cut you to pieces. You haven't got me fooled, mister, not for a minute. Cut your pieces! You haven't got half the nerve. You're a phony and you know it. Rotten liar! Stand still! Go on, I'll show you! You talk a good game. That's about all. You're all talk. I'll show you! They still have my knife. I'll kill you right now! Yeah, sure. You're backing away. You're afraid! You're a phony, Harrison. Nobody's afraid of a phony. I'll cut you up good. All right, I'm waiting for you. Come on. What's the matter, Harrison? You're not waiting. Stand still! Stop backing away! Stop! Come on and get me. Haven't you got enough nerve? You're just talking again, huh? All talk. That window. You gotta stop there. I'll cut you to pieces. All right, Harrison. Here, now go ahead. Prove you're a pony. Liar! I'll show you a liar! On September 10th, a sanity hearing was held at the County Hospital Psychopathic Ward, City and County of Los Angeles, State of California. In a moment, the results of that hearing.
patient was examined by three psychiatrists appointed by the court and adjudged mentally incompetent. 